You are listening to Revolver Podcast. Want to grow your own weed but not sure where to get the seed? Go to bcbuddepot.com. For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like Godbud, The Perps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, BC Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto-flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot home of cannabis champions since 2002. Please check your local state and national laws before ordering. It's time to roll up those joints, pack those bowls, and fire up those nails. Because you're listening to Blazing with Bobby Black. What's up, all you crazy potheads? This is Bobby Black welcoming you to another edition of Blazin', where we discuss everything in the wide world of weed. You know, since I was first approached about doing this podcast, there was one person who was at the very top of my wish list of potential guests, and I'm proud to say that he's with us today. I've seen this dude perform live many times with the Marijuana Logs, with the Benson Interruption. Uh, I've gotten high with him at the High Times Doobie Awards and Stony Awards. Um, He's put out eight comedy albums, appeared in countless TV shows and movies, including three of his own feature films, Doug Dynasty, The Greatest Movie Ever Rolled, and his breakthrough hit, Super High Me. And he currently hosts not one, but two hilarious podcasts, Doug Loves Movies, and getting Doug with high. He's not only a friend and an inspiration to me as a podcaster, but he also happens to be the funniest fucking pothead on the planet. I am honored to welcome to the show Mr. Doug Benson. Doug, thanks for joining me. Hey, man. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. I know that... Uh, I know that... <laughs> it shows long enough for me to take a big, uh, a big hit. Glad to hear it. Uh, you know, I was gonna say, I, I know that I know that on your show that you typically smoke something with your guests. Uh, although your shows usually uh, the guests are in the same room, so you're actually passing the the, the joint or whatever. But um, I was gonna ask you, what are you smoking on today? Well, today I've got something called um, Dirty Sprite. Dirty Sprite. Yeah, have you heard of that before? <laughs> I can't say that I have. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a sativa, but I'm not. It might be a little bit of a hybrid. 
Oh, that's cool. Well, in case you're interested, I'm hitting on some Tangy Jack over here, uh, Tangy Jack Herrer, so uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty well myself, getting prepped for the interview. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, what strains do you typically gravitate towards? I mean, uh, I know that you smoke a lot uh, on your show, off your show. What do you typically like? Well, you know, I, I, I'm not as much of a connoisseur as I should be after all these years, but I, I definitely lean towards tend to prefer a sativa, but, you know, somebody passes me an indica, I'm not going to turn it down just because it's, you know, an indica. <laughs> um, I just like it all. You had a strain named after you, did you not? Well, uh, people keep uh, saying there's strains out there with my name on it, but I haven't seen anything that's, like, taken off, like, you know, like it's always going to be one thing or another if it's got my name on it, you know? Yeah, so it's it's you know probably somebody just trying to make make some money off your name then. <laughs> yeah, I mean you know there's so many uh, people are making their own strains and then they get to name them. So you know uh, once they do that, uh, you know how far out into the marketplace that name gets, you know varies pretty wildly. Yeah, it's still an honor though I would say to have a strain named after you for sure. Oh yeah, that people name anything after me is pretty uh, pretty awesome. I'm I'm always thrilled to hear from people, and you know they name their cat after me or their bong. You know those are both <laughs> very high honors. What's your favorite way of smoking? Do you do you tend to gravitate towards glass or joints or vapes or I mean, what's your what's your go to high? It's all based on levels of uh, convenience, you know, because. If I have my druthers, I'd always take a big bong rip, you know, would be, like, my first choice. Uh, but then smaller pieces of glass. But then if you're, you know, in a situation where it's easier to have blunts or joints, I like those. And then if you're completely unable to actually smoke, then that's a great time to, you know, to, to do some uh, edibles and some vapes. Yeah, for sure. What about What about dabbing? Are you a big dab guy or not so much? I'm, a, you know, people come at me with the dabs a lot, and when they do, I warn them that I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a pro when it comes to dabs. Um, I was at a concentrate cup in San Francisco, and they they just wanted to kill me, those people. They were hitting me, giving me such massive uh, dabs, and uh, I got through it, but I'd say that was my biggest dabbing experience was that that night I've maybe done like four or five dabs in, in, in a one hour period or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was a bit much you know it just it makes me sleepy you know it's just, it's just to me it's just like a super fast hitting indica when you you know when you dab yeah, I, I love dabs they're really cool but I, I definitely agree uh, they can knock you on your ass pretty quick if you're not careful well, yeah, I've seen people their first dab. I've seen them just fall right over after doing it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you mentioned that you had been at a concentrate uh, competition recently. I was going to ask you. Um, I don't remember having seen you at very many high times cannabis cups. I, I know you've been at uh, some of the other high times events, but do you go get out to a lot of cannabis events or not so much? Well, you know, I have a pretty busy touring schedule and. Whenever I do a show, it, I feel like it's a cannabis event, you know, like <laughs> people people hang out afterwards and I, I, you know, I get high with people. Sometimes I, the comedy clubs, like in a mall, so it's hard to, can't really just find a spot and stand around with 
40 or 50 people getting high, you know. But when it comes to those events, I have, I have mixed feelings about it because, like, uh, you know, I love to support the cause and I love to get high. But when I go to those things, it just sort of, it's a lot of guys telling me what I should or shouldn't do, you know, politically. And they also, people want to put me under the table with whatever their strongest weed is, you know. It's like a goal, you know. And I, and the, the constant cup, I just sort of ended up there. I mean, I, I've never really gone to, other than once in, like, Amsterdam, I've never really gone to cannabis cups because I, I'm not a great judge. Like, if some, if they want me to be a judge, I always say no, because if I smoke a bunch of things in a row, I couldn't tell you which one did what and, you know, which one I like the best, I would just be able to say, hey, I'm really high right now. <laughs> yeah. I have to, uh, I have to get better at, at that stuff and articulating uh, how I feel about the ones I like, you know. Sure, sure. And, and you know, you and I have been at quite a few uh, events together, actually. Uh, you are a regular at the Doobie Awards at South by Southwest in Austin, and you would always come by our party, which is always great to see you. And, uh, and and you actually hosted the High Times Stony Awards one year, didn't you? Or was it like 2006, I want to say? Uh, it was one year where I you know, was like a presenter and another time when I hosted. And, uh, you know, and, and those things are, those things can be a blast. But like I said, they tend to be, uh, you know, around the same time that I'm doing my own shows, you know, or, or, or working somewhere. Yeah. And you, you actually won Stoner of the Year one year, too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I think that was, I think at that time, it was a decision made by a very small group of people. And uh, I just lucked out that they liked me. But that was around when the marijuana launch came out that I got that. I think that's when I first became aware of you and first met you was when you were doing the marijuana logs with uh, Arj and Tony. How, how did you guys come up with that idea? It was just to Tony, we should, a joke, you know, oh, vagina monologues, we should do the marijuana laws, and then Tony said we should get Doug Benson, and then once I got wind of the idea, I just ran with it, and, you know, within a, within a few years, we, we, we found ourselves doing a show off Broadway. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I remember it. I even went. I went a few times actually, and one time I went. Uh, Tommy Chong was actually in the mix too, as well. I've I've seen it with uh, Rob Cantrell one time. I've seen it with Tommy Chong, but you were one of the originals, obviously. Yeah, and uh, it, it it became really fun to have this thing where other people like Rob and Tommy sit in, you know, and and uh, participate. It was fun to have like a. A rotating cast, but now you know Arj is out of the country most of the time, and uh, I've got a lot of my own stuff going on. So we just haven't. It's been a while since uh, I've done a production of it. Sure, and I mean, let's talk a little about some of the stuff you have going on. I mean, I mentioned you had, you do two podcasts, which I, I applaud you. That's already a, a, in and of itself seems like a full time job to me. But um, you know, I remember when uh, one of the, a few of the years down at South by Southwest, I would come see you perform. Um, I think it was at Esther's most of the time, and you did uh, some of the other shows like the Benson Interruption, which is always a riot. You know, tell me a little about what you got going on now, like besides the podcast. Um. Well, you know, I. I still tour as a, you know, solo stand-up act, but then 
like for instance, I was just in uh, Austin, Texas, and I did um, I did my uh, Douglas movie taping one day, and then the next day I sat in with these guys that are called Master Pancake in uh, Austin, and they watch movies and you know just ad lib, make up jokes during the movies, and I did a similar thing like that called the Benson Movie Interruption. Uh, at least once a month out here in uh, Los Angeles where I am now. And, uh, yeah, I just have, like, a lot of different podcasts and stage shows and things that I do so that I'm, like, constantly sort of doing something different. And people can, if people come see all of it, they're not seeing the same thing all the time. Like, even my stand-up now is more based on uh, ad-libs and, uh, you know, just messing around and, and less on, uh, you know, material that people would hear over and over again, if they saw me repeatedly, you know. Sure, and, and I got to ask on a personal note, as a as a new podcaster and a, you know an aspiring podcaster myself. I mean, I've been in high times videos and things like that, but I've never actually run and hosted a podcast. But uh, I'm just curious, uh, since yours have done so well and and you you do so many episodes, I was wondering if you do any prep or a lot of prep or no prep, or and do you typically get high before you start, or do you just wait and get high during the episode? <laughs> Well, it depends on the show, you know, like, uh, I've managed to come up with, you know, a couple different shows that uh, cover each of my uh, passions of weed and movies, and on Getting Doug with High, sometimes I'm high before the show, but the guests sort of like it when I don't get high first, because then we're just starting on the same level, and then we see what happens as we smoke throughout the show. Um, like one time Anthony Jesselnick was on and he got kind of mad at me because I was high already because we, we take two episodes that day. So <laughs> <laughs> um, he was disappointed, I should say. He wasn't mad. And then for Douglas movies, I, I, I like to be high during it. So there's usually a, a session that occurs. Friend, the magician Gabe, is usually uh, hanging around at my shows and uh, fans and stuff. So... Anytime I'm playing anywhere, it's a safe bet to go look outside about 10 or 15 minutes before the show starts because I, I really do like to uh, be high for all this stuff. You know? Like even when I'm on at midnight on Comedy Central, uh, I'm usually making an effort to be as high as I can before the tape is <laughs> Cool, cool. Do you find you get – do you get funnier the higher you get or <laughs> not so much? <laughs> well, it just relaxes me and makes me feel – you know, silly, and, uh, you know, I might not edit what I say as much, or uh, or some pieces I may edit it even more, you know, like it might, might make me more uh, uh, sensitive, <laughs> and um, to me, it's just, I just want to show people that I can do all these things when I'm high, and that mistakes mistakes will be made, but none, of, none will be life-threatening, and, uh, and the whole thing will be, uh, you know, more fun, you know, uh, I just think easier to be a more fun person if you're having fun yourself and the way to get there you know the gateway to fun is smoking some weed obviously and and you've always come across as being very authentic because obviously a great deal of your material is based on weed and smoking weed so it's almost disingenuous in a way for you to get up and not be high (laughs) it seems like you know well, people are going to assume I'm high if I'm not, so I might as well enjoy myself and be high. You know, if people are going to call me a dumb stoner, I want to be stoned at the time. <laughs> 
You know, it's funny that you brought up the the, the word stoner. Um, I was curious what your thoughts are were about that word because uh, it seems like most people view it as a derogatory kind of term, like a stereotype, kind of uh, perpetuating a stereotype. But I kind of identify with it, and I, and I, I I like being called a stoner, and and to me, it's something like a, a badge of honor or to be proud of, you know. And I'm just curious what your thoughts were about it. I, you know, I have mixed feelings about it because, uh, you know, people usually are saying, calling you a pothead or a stoner or a doper or whatever. They're usually saying it in a negative way. It's not usually a compliment, you know, unless it's stoner of the year from High Times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's kind of rough that people use it in a negative way, but I also feel like, you know, uh, I can't really argue with them because, you know, uh, if the definition of a stoner is someone who smokes weed pretty much every day, then, then I am, you know, that's what I am. I can't, uh, you know, I can't shake that. So I think it's smart to, you know, sort of take it back. Like, you know, how uh, Chris Hardwick took being a nerd and coined the word nerdist, and then he built this company that's like, uh, you know, now it's worth millions of dollars, and he's a, he's a big deal, you know. And it's just because he... Instead of being called a nerd, he just uh, took it back, you know, and just uh, called himself that proudly. I kind of feel the same way about it. All right, it's time for us to take a short break, but we'll be right back with more from Doug Benson, so don't go away. Want to grow your own weed but not sure where to get the seed? Go to bcbuddepot.com. For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top-quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like God Bud, The Perps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, BC Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto-flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot home of cannabis champions since 2002. Please check your local, state, and national laws before ordering. All right, and we are back with stoner comedian extraordinaire Doug Benson. You mentioned earlier, obviously, you have a podcast called Doug Loves Movies, so one of your passions is movies. I'm a big movie buff myself. Um, Is there a specific genre or type of movie you like the best? Comedy, obviously, but are you into superhero movies or sci-fi or anything specific or just everything? I like it all. I really like, uh, you know, I like genre movies. I like anything that's science fiction, fantasy, or horror. I mean, I shouldn't say I like anything that's those things because bad horror movies, I complain about it all the time on the podcast, are like my least favorite thing. Like when a horror movie's great, I love it, but but there's so many bad ones that, 
it's kind of a, a, a genre that I don't uh, trust as, as, as I did like when I was a kid. Like every horror movie was scary, but then you get older and a lot of them are really boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't really have any favorite genres. You know, I like to be surprised. I like to, you know, be entertained by a movie that's just, you know, almost uncategorical. You know, you can't categorize it. Like the, the mixture of genres, you know. And I like, you know, I like musicals a lot, and I like I really. Like that's a, that's a lot. surprising. Like I, I like move, you know. I just like movement, you know. I, I like choreography, whether it's uh, violence, you know, whether it's a fight scene or whether it's uh, dancing, you know. I just, uh, you know, you don't want to when you go watch a movie, you don't want to watch people just sit there, you know. <laughs> Are you the kind of guy who who follows movies heavily online? Like, do you like look forward to trailers and geek out and read about all the stuff before it comes out, or you prefer to kind of be in the dark and then just walk into the theater and and enjoy it from scratch? Uh, I've become more the latter. I've become the second thing because I, I used to be I used to read every movie magazine and watch for every trailer and analyze everything, and then lately I just found that it's it's you know, there's there's few enough surprises in the experience of uh, watching a, a movie that I don't want to have any anything spoiled ahead of time possible, you know. So I kind of, I'll watch a trailer once just because I want I to just see what the movie's like. But I will, if the trailer's more than, like, like if you're a minute into the trailer and it starts feeling like they're telling you most of the story, then I'll, like, turn it off and turn away. They just don't want to. I just I get to go to a lot of film festivals now, and those are great because you read like a one line description of a movie and say, okay, I'll check it out. And then you know, there's no hype, there's no you know reviews, there's no word of mouth. You're just seeing something completely cold, and it can be a really a lot of times a really interesting experience to not know you know where a movie could potentially go. Like for instance, the new Star Wars Force Awakens. Uh, if you watch the trailer to that movie, you know, about 10, 15 minutes in the movie, there's a character that's, you know, presumed dead, but you know he's not dead because you watched the trailer and you saw a scene in the trailer of him meeting up with another character later in the movie that clearly hasn't happened yet, you know? <laughs> and so it ruins it for me, but people are like, oh, you pay too close attention to the trailers. I go, yeah, well, that's my bad, I guess, <laughs> that I don't just watch it, you know, without paying attention. Well, there's a whole culture of people that overanalyze trailers and, and look for Easter eggs and all kinds of other clues and hints and analyze them. I mean, that's turned into a whole media industry, it seems like. Yeah, it just leads to a lot of guesswork. It's just, you know, unless you get something correctly, I mean, there's nothing really exciting about it. I'd rather just let the movie unfold without knowing anything about it ahead of time, possibly. I'm glad that you mentioned that you like to go to film festivals because I wanted to let you know that I've actually been invited to host and be a celebrity judge at the Cannabis Film Festival in April, uh, the weekend after 420, April 23rd and 24th, and uh, I would love to extend an invitation to you to come out and be a celebrity judge. You know, I think you'd be an ideal person to come out and judge the best uh, drug and cannabis films of the year and just kind of you'd be able to maybe do a podcast live from the from the film festival. What qualifies as a uh, cannabis film? Well, um, there are some docs, you know, documentaries that are about, you know, drugs or the drug war and any movie, I guess, that has, you know, pot in it. You know, I, I honestly don't know. I haven't been to this film festival before. It's the second annual. It just began last year. 
but um, I, I was invited to go, and it seems uh, it seems pretty cool. So I want to go check it out, and I wanted to see if maybe you might be interested. Uh. Well, yeah, I mean, it sounds great, but uh, for this year, you know, April's only a couple of months away, so I think I'm already uh, booked that weekend. But, um, you know, looking ahead, uh, I, you know, I would always be fascinated by the idea of uh, a cannabis film festival, not only because, you know, what exactly is it considered a cannabis movie, but then also... It'd be a festival where clearly everyone would be encouraged to, you know, be as high as possible for, uh, yeah, for, you know, before they attend all the films. Yeah, well, well, it takes place in Humboldt County, so I'm pretty sure that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's that's absolutely perfect to do it in Humboldt. That was one of the most fun times I ever had when I when we did the marijuana walks up there one time, and uh, it was a blast. So, what are your 420 plans this year? Where are you going to be for 420? Well, this year, since I have this web show, you know, where whenever we do an episode, we start around the 20 minute after the hour mark so that it's 4.20 somewhere, <laughs> uh, we decided for this year for getting done with high, you know, we do live shows sometimes where we just get high in front of an audience. And so this year we're doing a show at the Alex Theater in Glendale, which seats like 1,300 people. And me and five or six guests are going to get uh, high on stage, but then it'll also be uh, live streaming uh, everywhere. That's the night of uh, April 20th, which is on Wednesday this year. Right. So anybody that's in the L.A. area should come out to the Alex Theater, because that's going to be one fun, gigantic hot fox out there. <laughs> Cool. I, I might actually be able to come. Uh, you would have no way of knowing this, but uh, I'm actually planning to move to the uh, greater L.A. area in April. So I will definitely be out there that week. So I'd love to come check you out. Yeah, that's awesome. It definitely hit me up. All right. Well, we're just about uh, out of time. Before we go, I would like to admonish all of my listeners to follow Doug on Twitter at Doug Benson. Check out his website, DougLovesMovies.com, and subscribe to his podcasts on iTunes. Did I miss anything there, Doug? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter under just my name, Doug Benson, um, I'm always listing off things that are going on and the links to get your tickets and stuff. And, uh, that's the best way to keep up with me. And whenever you're, whenever anybody's in the LA area, be sure to uh, check out my website, DougLovesMovies.com, because usually at least once or twice a week, I'm doing something uh, out here in Los Angeles. So that's a, a good place to catch me if you're if you're out here. Great. Well, uh, I look forward to hopefully reconnecting with you and uh, blazing up with you again when I'm when I'm out there. And uh, I just want to say thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to toke up and talk with us today. I really appreciate it. No problem, Bobby. Thank you. All right, Doug. Take care. All right, dude. See you later. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in and toking up with us. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Bobby Black, on Facebook and Instagram at Bobby Black 420. For info, updates, and photos about the show, go to facebook.com slash blazingwithbb. Be sure to like us and leave some feedback. And please join me again next week when my guest will be the Executive Director of Veterans for Medical Cannabis Access, Michael Krawitz. Until next time, this is Bobby Black saying, blaze on, brothers and sisters. Blaze on.